welcome to the Active Faith Podcast, where faith meets an active lifestyle. My name is Andrew Ware. I am your host, and I am the Running Rev. This is not just any other podcast about an active lifestyle, but join us as we unpack the why behind our activity and how we connect it to our faith. I am having conversations and exploring the journeys of others as we all help to build a theology of self-care, exploring how we care for ourselves by being active persons in whatever way feels best for us as we seek to live out our faith. Welcome to episode 18. Episode 18, we are getting so far into these episode numbers. I just, this is such a dream to be here. And today on the podcast, we are rounding out, I guess, this little mini section of hearing the stories of these strong mothers. Today on the podcast, we have Carrie Talent. Carrie is a registered dietitian, works for CHKD down here in Hampton Roads. She is a friend of mine who is a part of the Run Club that I'm uh, that I help to lead down here in Suffolk, Portsmouth, Chesapeake, wherever we are uh, in terms of the club. Uh, but she is a great, great, great source of wisdom when it comes to talking about this manner of self-care, especially as someone who is bringing this perspective of being a mother, being a runner, uh, being just all of these awesome things. You will hear her story as she not only is a part of having of gaining a child, I guess we could say, through marriage, and then having a child of her own, and so she brings both of those perspectives, what it is like to just jump into motherhood through marriage and then to become a, a biological mother and how she navigates that with both of these kids and with her husband and all the amazing things that they do. And so this was an awesomely fun episode to record. I've been wanting to get Carrie on for a while. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. I hope that you get something from Carrie's journey as we always are continuing to learn and develop our own theology of self-care. So let's dive into Carrie's story. All right, so we are here today with Carrie Talent. Carrie, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I am doing well. I'm so excited. This is, uh, I think, this is episode three in our uh, Strong Mothers series. We are talking to Carrie today, but before we dive into our conversation, Carrie, why don't you tell us who you are, where you are from, and how you are active? Okay, so I am Carrie Talent. Um, I am from Michigan originally. I moved to Virginia about 10 and a half years ago. So I've lived here ever since. Um, we lived in Virginia Beach for a little while, and now we reside in the great city of Portsmouth. And um, I am active by, I mean, my number one um, activity is running. But um, I also try to include some strength training through the form of like HIIT or functional exercises. So that, you know, it still is kind of high tempo, but includes weight training and body weight stuff as well. And Carrie is our third mother on here who is used to pushing at least one child in the stroller. Now we did have uh, Carrie's friend Jessica on in one of these episodes and she pushes three kids. So, uh, but as I as I have told Carrie numerous times, even pushing one sometimes feels a a little too much for me. So it's it's awesome to have Carrie on here. So Carrie, uh, we love to hear the how, but we also love to hear the why. So for our listeners, hearing that you love running, uh, you do a lot of strength stuff, you're in the gym. Uh, why are you active? So I'm active, honestly, like I've been active my entire life. I grew up on a farm. I was always like out doing things, running, jumping, biking, um, swimming, all of those things. Uh, I played sports all through high school and um, I joined the army and kind of had to work out. So (laughs) I wanted the had to turn into something that wasn't dreadful. So Um, I really, I, I exercise like, honestly, so there's so many facets to it. Like one, I want to be healthy. 
Um, that's probably the most important reason too. Um, I just enjoy the challenge. I enjoy just the doing it. Um, the fact that I'm doing work and getting something, you know, a positive outcome out of it, whether it be just like a good mindset or, you know, improvement in, you know, various things that I'm doing. Um, that's kind of the big why. Um, I also wanted, I've always wanted to be a good role model for my kids. Um, that's a, a big why. And I mean, I'm a dietitian, so sometimes you kind of got to look the part. That's <laughs> a small fraction of the why. But um, yeah. And so we build upon that and we hear this idea of caring for yourself and you you name so so you have two kids um one biological and and one via marriage and you talk about wanting to set this example for them as you uh live an active lifestyle as you help to to raise them to be active as well and so when it comes to talking about this active journey uh especially a lot of times I think with with parents, there's almost like this pre-kid active journey and this post-kid active journey. Uh, and even more so, I think, in in mothers, because of all the changes the body can go through in pregnancy, there's how, what was your activity like before kids, while you were pregnant, after kids? And so to kind of dive into that nature a little bit more of what have been some of the things that you've held on to throughout this journey and process of being a mother, of being a parent, as you've tried to maintain this active lifestyle? Oh, okay. So um, pre-kids, it was easy. I mean, I could do things pretty much based on whatever my schedule dictated and what my motivation level was, um, what my you know, sometimes based off what my income level is, depending on if I'm paying for a race or a specific gym membership and things like that. Um, my situation, I think, is a little bit more unique because I went from being single to getting married um, to a man who already had a child. And then uh, that child came to live with us when he was about five. So I jumped into motherhood with a five-year-old um, being kind of the primary caregiver for a year while his mom was deployed and he was living with us. I mean, my husband's schedule is a little wonky. Um, I will use his vocabulary. That's a pretty good, that. that's an accurate description of his, of his lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when Caden came to live with us, it went from me being able to kind of like, I could wake up and like go for a run in the mornings before work, like, you know, get up at five, go work out. Okay. When I was training for things, I would get up early. <laughs> for those who can't see, Carrie is recording from her car and her husband, Will, is sitting next to her. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, with his little like <laughs> interjections. Um, it's okay. So, um, yeah, like I remember, like I was training for some things before Caden would come. So I'd wake up early and do some of my workouts. I actually had Will, my husband, coach me a, a couple times with some half marathons and, and shorter races just to kind of get me on track. And it was really easy to be able to knock that stuff out because, I mean, all I had to worry about was my schedule. They had his and everything. And there is definitely like a period of, of getting used to each other, if that makes sense. So he's going from what he's used to and I'm going from what I'm used to and it's our worlds are colliding. So it really was just, you know, every time he'd come and stay with us, um, we always just included him in whatever we're doing, whether it was a workout, a race or whatever. We never left him home. We weren't going to get like a babysitter or a child care or anything like that. So he was in the Bob stroller. Um, and generally, Will would be the one pushing him. I would just kind of be along for the ride. Well, the role kind of switched because I'm like, well, I have a long run. He's like, okay, put Caden in the stroller. And I'm like, uh. 
I've never pushed it in the stroller. So that was fun to kind of get used to. You kind of jump in with a heavier kid, not used to that. Um, and then from there, it was, Caden went back and I mean, we kind of like the year was up, he went back and lived with his mom. So then it was just Will and I, but while he was living with us, I found out I was pregnant. And during that period of time, I was actually training with Will to try to qualify for Boston. And um, we had already like registered for a qualifying race. We were the majority of the way through our training plan. We um, were about two months out. And I remember like going, man, my next long run's like an 18 miler. I'm not looking forward to it. And then I took a pregnancy test and it was positive. And Ooh. I was like, oh, I never know if they're on 18 miles now. <laughs> but no, we ended up going to the doctor and she told me like, I need to stop training for the marathon. But because they had such, I, my biggest concerns is I'm, I'm like, I'm super active. Like, how does this impact that? Like, that's such a selfish thought process, but when you're really active and, and you're doing these things, like it's a very serious to me, like it's a legitimate question. She's like, well, you have a really solid base. There's no reason unless your body tells you not to, that you need to stop doing, you know, running and doing the things that you do. You just need to be mindful of monitoring your heart rate and those types of things. So, you know, that process is shifted with that. So that was kind of where like that true, like, okay, I'm not doing this just for me anymore. Mindset started to happen. Um, granted, like I kind of had that with Caden, but it always, there was always sort of this like, sort of sense of like, I don't know if, you know, at the point when he was living with us, it was more like, I was kind of going off of like Will's lead. And with this, I'm like, okay, I have a child growing inside of me. It's my lead. <laughs> so, um, I, uh, I definitely ran and worked out throughout my entire pregnancy, but it was definitely different. Um, I got to kind of pull back a little bit. I had a lot of people give me their opinions on what I should and should not be doing, but, um, I really just listened to my doctor. I was monitoring my heart rate and just listening to my body more. And I was able to run until I was about seven months pregnant and, I remember the last race I did was the resolution 5k and it was at Mount Trashmore and it was uncharacteristically freezing cold. Like absolutely. Like I was wearing like three layers of clothes. I had my little belly band on to support and I was out there running and I'm like, this is so stupid, but we still did it. And I got done and I looked at Will and I was like, I'm done. I'm done running everything hurts. Like I, I cannot do this anymore. So then I shifted to swimming and I swam the rest of my pregnancy. Um, from there, after I had justice, I got cleared to work out after six weeks, like, you know, most women do. And I got on the treadmill to do my first run thinking it hasn't been that long since I ran. Mm. Surely this won't be that difficult. <laughs> Let me tell words of any runner. Exactly. I, uh, I got off the treadmill after like two or three miles and I cried. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I want to do this. And it really took a long time. Like we, you know, got all the, like the stroller adapters for the car seat, um, I was pushing her as going out and just doing run walks and building myself up. And I just remember like just being so just disheartened. And I'm like, I am not, I'm not able to do what I could before. So it really was a reality check and it was hard and the struggle was real and pushing a baby with a car seat in a stroller is hard. It's no joke. Like you are not prepared for that. You, you don't, you can't do anything to get in shape for that until you just keep doing it. It's like any exercise. So Will, like, you know, I was talking to him about it a lot. He's like, listen, he's like, just stop running by yourself. Like there's plenty of group runs out there. There's plenty of people out there you can run with, like start going back to the group runs and just, just run the, with the people where the pace you're at right now. And 
honestly, I started doing that. Like the first group when I went back to was like running, et cetera, does Tuesday, was doing Tuesday and Thursday night group runs on Tuesdays. They did speed work Thursdays. They did tempo. And I was like religious about going to that pre-pregnancy and for years, like a few years. And then I started going back and I remember like it was, was like, I ran with John Price, my friend back, and it was so wonderful to just have somebody to talk to while I ran to distract me from like the discomfort and the difficulty of not just running, but running while pushing something. So that really just kind of gave me more encouragement. And I was going, then I started just going to all the group runs and I was running with everybody. It just helped me get back into it and change my mindset. And after a while, I was able to run without walking. My paces increased. And then I got to the point where I was actually getting, I guess, what we consider it like more of a competitive pace where I was like, oh, okay, I, I can place in my age group again, or at least kind of come close to it. So, of course, being the competitive person that I am by nature, I was like, well, now I want to just see how fast I can go by pushing a stroller. So I just kind of worked at that. Um, but I'm not going to lie. Pushing a stroller and not pushing a stroller is totally different. Um, it, it, it's two different worlds, and I've done both. And I, I, there's pros and cons to both ways of running. And both the kids that you have worked with have been completely and totally different because you talk about Caden and you talk about getting him when, you know, him coming into your life when he is a little bit older and then going through all of the steps with justice. Um, and, and I can personally attest that Carrie is very uh, competitive, even, even in just regular <laughs> workout runs. Uh, she also has very strong feelings about where you stay when someone is running with a stroller, um, and where you run. But we hear about this nature in which you had these two just vastly different experiences when it comes to, okay, I have this one child who has come into my life, who I've been blessed by, and you get this comfortability of running and training, working your schedule around him, around your husband. And then you have uh, Justice come into the picture and you go through the pregnancy, you uh, you go through the postpartum and you start pushing the stroller and you have this just difficulty as it comes to what does my nature of activity look like in this second child? And you talk about the changes that you went through, not just, I mean, not just as a mother, right? We can name that... Um, that it probably was different going through the pregnancy process, but then also tossing into that the active lifestyle. What in that journey, how how in that journey did you seek to both care for yourself, like help yourself grow mentally and um, physically and all of these things, as well as balance that understanding of, I also have two kids um, who I'm bringing along this process too. So, man, that's a tough one. I guess like mental, I mean, obviously like part of this is the whole faith component as well. Mm -hmm. Like, um, there, there's always like, you know, you feel like you can't do something. And, and I guess I, there was never ever a point of, well, I'm going to quit doing this because, oh, it's tough or, oh, I have, you know, kids, which I think oftentimes ends up, I mean, everyone has their reasons and, and different difficulty levels, but um, I think, can okay, can you just ask me the question again? I'm sorry. No, uh, yeah. How do you? I mean, how do you how do you balance this nature of trying to care for yourself, right? It's the basic it's kind of a little bit the basis of this podcast, while you're also at the same time caring for other people. I think for me, I look at parents and especially I look at mothers, and especially the mothers that I'm interviewing this series, and I see this nature in which 
balancing, I mean, as a pastor, balancing caring for myself and caring for as a caring for a church is completely different than what it looks like for someone to care for someone who is almost around all the time. And especially as I see mothers who are pushing strollers, whose kids are there all the time, it really becomes this balancing act of, okay, no, I need this time to care for myself, to go for a run, whether it's mentally, physically, what have you. Um, but also to make sure that you're caring for your kids as well, to make sure that you're caring for your husband, that you're, you know, hanging out with Fred, all that, like all that stuff. Like as a mother, how are you balancing these things? Okay. Gotcha. So, (laughs) um, (laughs) such a detailed question. Um, so definitely like towards like the beginning of justice's life, there is a huge like sense. And I go through it still, like we call it mom guilt where you're like, okay, I have to have, I have to do this. Um, and will also is awesome. Like being married to someone else who's active and supportive of that is, is huge for, I mean, for our lifestyle and our family. Um, ever since you know, even Caden was living with us. He's like, no, you have to do this for you. And you do this so that you are a better mom. Um, Because if I'm having a bad day or, you know, work is stressful or things like that, if I go for a run or I go to the gym, it honestly resets me a lot of times. Like this morning, I had absolutely no motivation to do anything. I almost just was like, you know what? I'm not going to do anything today, whatever. And I think that I would have probably been in a worse off mood if I wouldn't have gone to the gym. And even I didn't even do anything like comparative to what my typical workout would be. But I went and I moved and I did some things. And it honestly just kind of helped reset me a little bit and put me like it fixed my compass, if you will. Um what I also like, especially when Justice was younger, and even now, sometimes it's nice because, you know, she would often sleep in the stroller. So I would plan my runs close to her nap time. So then I would kind of get that me time without feeling like I'm taking away from her. I think like if you're a super active person, um, when your child is younger, like infant, baby, that kind of phase, they don't really know what the difference is. So it's a little bit easier. I feel guilty sometimes now because I have an almost four-year-old and I'm asking her to sit in a stroller for, you know, 45 minutes to sometimes an hour and a half, almost two hours, depending on the length of the run. And she's still down with it, um, which is great. Like you kind of learn your kid's personality as you go, but I think the fact that I've been doing this since she was, you know, since I was told, yes, you can put your kid in the stroller. I mean, she was in their car seat or whatever, and it was safe. Like she hasn't known any different. And I think that's part of like being able to be an active parent is the fact that it's a part of our lifestyle and our kids realize this is life. This is, this is what we do. Like I always joke with people. Cause I'm like, listen, my hobby is running and exercise. Like I have a couple other little things I'm into, but that's my main thing. Like, I don't have like, like, I don't, you know, I'm not into going and watching sports or these other things that or video games or these other time consuming things. Like I go and I run and like, I've been blessed with the ability to be able to do these things and for me to be able to incorporate it into our lifestyle and for both of us to be able to balance it because we're both active people, my husband and I, and our kids see that. And I also think that it's a healthy hobby or habit for us to be involved in because they don't not hate it. (laughs) They enjoy it. Like, Like, honestly, like when Caden was five, I would go on long runs with him. Like he was so big for the stroller. I couldn't even strap him in. I just had to be like, just keep your feet in. So (laughs) I don't like clip you on, you know, a light pole when we're driving or, you know, running down the sidewalk. Um, But like, he was perfectly content sitting in that stroller justice. You know, she's kind of getting to the age where she's starting to like, she likes to get, yeah, she wiggles. You totally watched her the other night when she was like, headbangers ball in the stroller just like 
living her best life. And those are the things where it's like, I have to check myself and be like, I can't be mad because this child sacrificing, you know, her comfort and happiness. I, she doesn't realize it, but it's like, you know, there's probably other things she'd rather be doing than sitting in a stroller while I go for a run, but she's down with it and has a great time and makes the best of it. And one of the things that I hear that really undergirds this entire thing is this nature of community. And we've talked about it with each one of our, you know, strong mother guests of, you know, it takes a village. Like it, it's, it's not, it's, it's something that is harder to do alone. It's not that you can't do it alone. I mean, we see examples of, of mothers, of parents who do it alone, but I think even maybe they would say it, it's the other people around them because it, whether it's spouse, uh, family, friends, um, you know, so Carrie is a part of our run group down here in, uh, like, I, where are we now? I don't even know. Portsmouth, Chesapeake, Suffolk. It's like this, we, we, we merge together. And, um, you know, it's, it's like seeing your kids go and play with some of the other kids in the group or um, just watching Justice, you know, bang on the top of the water cooler on Thursday nights and things like that. And just nobody bats an eye because it's that nature of community. And so can you speak to that for a second, whether it's uh, your husband, Will, whether it's those of us who are in the run club, others in the run community here in Hampton Roads that you all interact with, like, how big is that role of community? Uh, how, yeah, how, I mean, how big is that nature of community when you think about your own activity? It is hands down huge like I honestly can't even tell you how wonderful it is to be able to go somewhere and you know I can like I can show up and I can say hey can you keep an eye on justice real quick while I go use the restroom like or I show up at a race and I'm like hey can you like I'll want to go like grab, you know, our races have beer afterwards. A lot of times I'm like, can I go grab a beer? Do you mind watching just like, or like a bunch of my friends, like that's part of this is like our friends are also runners. They're also in this community and they also have kids. So then we show up to these places and our kids are playing together and it's great because that makes it fun for them. Um, I literally, <laughs> was running the turkey trot with Caden like he like Thomas Hicks is one of our very good friends and he's the race director and the president of the Tidewater Striders like we you know him having a Maya and having a Maya at these races and pushing and stuff like that has always been awesome because I feel like he has made it so much easier to be someone who pushes a stroller in a race because a lot of times they'd be like, hey, get your stroller to the back of the corral. And it's like, um, no, like I am going to end up causing, it's going to be more dangerous for me to start at the back of the corral than for me to start up front because trying to maneuver a stroller through people is 10 times more challenging than someone going around me. And I can't tell you how many times someone's almost tripped over the stroll. You know, people watch out for you when they know that you're there and they can see you. But if you're starting at the back and they don't know you're coming, you're spending half of your energy trying to get through. Sorry, I'm totally getting on a tangent off the no, community thing. <laughs> the community thing is beautiful. Like, so back to like, I ran Turkey Trot with Caden. Um, this year and he wanted to do the full-on 10k and I was pushing justice so I was like all right so I ran it with him like mile two I get a random bloody nose out of nowhere like gusher mm -hmm. can't control it I'm like I had because I have a stroller I have baby wipes in my stroller so I'm jamming them up my nose but they're filling up so I'm having to change them out and my friend Terry whom I've known for like ever comes up to me is like, just go to the finish line. I'll grab the stroller. I'll run with Caden, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't need him to do that because at that point, like I had gotten things under control and I was like, and I'm also super duper stubborn. So I was like, nah, it's fine. I got this. I got like a mile and a half left. We're cool. But just to like have such good friends in the community that are willing to like 
take your kids for you when you're having a situation like that. Or, I mean, I've had people like offer to just like watch justice so I don't have to push during a race. But like when you mentally prepare for like the week prior that you're going to be pushing a stroller at the last minute to not be pushing a stroller kind of throws you off. So it's like saying, hey, I'm going to carry like this kind of nutrition on me and you get to the starting line and someone's like, no, we're going to set this up on the course. You don't have to worry about carrying it. And you're like, no, that doesn't work for me. I haven't prepared for that. So that's kind of the same thing. Or like in the middle of a run, like I'll have people offer, like I always have people offer to like take the stroller for me, but I always refuse it because there's a whole other explanation behind that. Not because I'm stubborn. <laughs> you and but, uh, both of you just, enjoy the strollers that much <laughs> well it's because your stride adjusts to push into the stroller so when someone takes it from you mid-run it's like you're a baby horse learning how to walk <laughs> like i don't know how to run <laughs> don't lie don't lie you like jessica like the place where you can put your water and all of your stuff it's so convenient <laughs> but there's that too it's the sense of community like jessica is awesome like she lives a mile away from me she also has a stroller our kids love each other so then there's that sense of community too you become friends with other moms and like we go and we run together like yesterday was awesome we ran eight miles together our kids like half of them fell asleep which was awesome but you know we became friends because we literally passed each other on one of our the road between our houses and she's like hey I've seen you run and I'm like hey you have a stroller too and we were like let's exchange numbers and our friendship began so there's a huge sense of community especially like I want to say like west of the Elizabeth River is what we will call us because <laughs> everybody wants to go to Virginia Beach and that's where all the group runs are all the events are and it's so exciting when you live over here. And even when you see somebody out running that you've never seen before, you're like honking your horn and you're like, yeah, friends. <laughs> like you run too. Perfect. So, um, and just like with our group run that, you know, we've been doing the run some more, um, even at like driver starting out there, just getting to know everybody at that group, doing the Saturday runs at the brewery. It's just nice because, you know, you have all walks of life, all paces, everybody kind of runs together and, you know, we finish up. And like I said, we can finish. And I know like if I'm loading the car or pulling out Caden's bike for a run, I can leave the kids with you guys. And I don't have to worry like, are they going to get hit by a car? Are they going to get abducted? Because I know there's somebody else that's watching out for them. <laughs> or eaten by a bear, Andrew. <laughs> eaten by a bear. Oh, man. Yeah, that was funny. We were, we were running together last Thursday, and we lost Caden up the trail a little bit. And I, Carrie went straight to abduction. I went to, maybe he got eaten by a bear. Um, just a little insight into what happens when we run together, but it, it really is that sense of solidarity. Like no one, I think at least for me, it's nice to know that I'm not the only one with a narrative, right? I'm not the only one with a story, but that there are others around who have stories that align with mine, right? You know, we talk about our group and a lot of us have kids. And so a lot of us like understand what it means for just like this three, four-year-old little girl to just be running around like a chicken with her head cut off or for this like nine, 10-year-old boy to just kind of be practicing his karate in the middle of stuff and <laughs> trying to show us some moves for what he got uh, when he got his orange belt. Uh, and and it's those kinds of things that help to make that community worth it. And I, and as I think about it in my own journey, to look at it as a point of look at what we're building together and look at how we're able to relate to one another. And the community aspect becomes such an important part when we start building this theology of self-care because if we don't have those folks around us, you know, if, if you don't have will or jessica or me or you know ryan any number of us 
who can go and tell you, hey, Carrie, you coming to run group? And you're like, uh, and I mean, it could be so easy for you to maybe use Justice or Caden as an, oh, no, I've got to watch the kids tonight. It's like, no, bring them along. Um, you know, bring them. I mean, even if it's to the brewery and we're all just like, yeah, bring them. Like, I mean, Mike's kids are over in the corner playing dominoes and, you know, throwing darts at strangers. No, I'm kidding. They don't actually do that. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's so cool to consider that nature of how community has played that role in in both your maternal journey and your active journey. Um, and I think something that we kind of glazed over just a little bit there at the beginning is the fact that Carrie is a dietitian, um, a published dietitian. <laughs> um, and so, so we do. I mean, and I bring it up uh, one because I think our entire group is super proud of Carrie and and the things that she's doing, but also I bring it up because it kind of brings into the other aspect of this sort of theology of self care, active lifestyle is that nature of like fueling ourselves for our active lifestyle and what goes into it beforehand. Um, and so kind of to take in both aspects of whether it is the the food that we use to fuel ourselves or the way in which we prepare ourselves mentally, what does that thought process go like for you? Like as you're getting ready for a run or as you're getting ready for a race, like what are those things that you have in mind as you're doing all of these things. And I, I mean, we've talked about this stuff on runs before, but I want to, I want you to put it out in, in the internet for, for everybody to hear. Um, because I think it's important for us to think about how we're fueling ourselves, how we're getting ourselves ready. So how do you fuel yourself, whether it is with food or whether it is other ways for runs, for races, for getting active? Oh man, you're getting some free information out of me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Let's I mean, I'm not here. asking guess, for a diet. I'm, I'm, I'm really no, just, I know. no. <laughs> so it's funny because it kind of goes back to that first question of like, how did you do this before you had kids versus how now? Um, before it was just, oh, what am I going to eat? Like I would lay out my outfits. I would do all, you know, all of those things. Um, now it's okay. The night before I, if I'm doing a good thing, like if I have a race or like an actual event to go to, and it's like the night before I try to be good because I'm thinking, okay, if I have both kids, it's like it all. And that's the other thing. It's do I have one kid or two kids with me? Um, cause I have to one, get myself ready and make sure I have everything that I need. And generally if anyone's missing anything, it's me because I make sure the kids have everything that they need. So if it's our group run, I got to make sure Caden's bike is packed in the van. I got to make sure the stroller is in the van. I got to make sure I got water for everybody. Cause you know, kids don't think about that. Um, I have to make sure I pack snacks and then it's, Oh, it's summertime, sunscreen and bug spray. So that's always in the stroller. So it's like, you're sitting here and you have this checklist. And this is where like, I joke with Will. I'm like, before we had kids, you were like the regimented, like type A person who like had this checklist of things that you would do to get ready for everything, no matter what we did. And I was sort of the, okay, I'm just going to grab onto your coattails. We've got this. And then we had kid justice. <laughs> we totally switched roles. So now he's kind of like the footloose, fancy free one that just like grabs crap as we go. And I'm the one that has everything ready for everything everyone else and I think that often happens which is totally fine but yeah I have to like for me like if it's an evening thing or generally like my workouts or like the group runs are in the afternoon or evening so I don't really worry about like the fueling aspect because I've eaten all day it's just making sure like if I know I'm going to run or whatever I'm a bit more mindful of my hydration and making sure I'm drinking enough water throughout the day which I try to do on a daily basis um when it comes to like races or things like that it's like, you know, I make sure I get up with enough time. I always want to have a little bit of coffee because, and, um, I always have oatmeal before I go on a run, but, um, the cough, you know, we got to make sure stuff happens before we leave, like all of the bathroom break things. 
Um, I, I'm always very mindful of where bathrooms are located because not just for me, I've got kids. Clean and hands. Yes, clean bathrooms. And having baby wipes with me at all times is very, is like so important now. Um, yeah, so it's like, and then it's just mentally preparing. So like me making sure that I like have checked all those checks off the checklist helps me to be less anxious because I also have to kind of backwards plan. Like this is what time I need to get there. And I try to make sure I'm there a little bit early. So like for our group runs, um, like if we're going to run generally, we do about four and a half miles, which is great. But like, I know Caden's coming with me. So I want, I get there early specifically so that he, we can do two miles running and then he can ride his bike and I get the mileage that I need. So that's where like when your kids are getting older, it's like you're incorporating them more into your workouts because, you know, they've seen what you do. And like now our kids really want to get involved with what we're doing, which is kind of a really beautiful thing. Um, and really is kind of a big purpose of why we do what we do as far as being active is to be good role models for them. So it's just like having all these things checked off is fuel for my mind so that I don't go into a run super anxious and angry because I have a way better outcome, a way better run when I'm not stressed out, angry or anxious about something. Hands down, if I show up somewhere and I'm stressed or mad, like... I don't have a great run or it takes me a little while to get into it. And so then like it throws everything off. Um, so I guess the mental fuel is good. I always like, I also like, I do a daily devotional. So I've started incorporating that into my life. So kind of getting my mind right from that standpoint really helps. Um, I've started listening to more, you know, like kid-friendly music and like we've gotten our kids, they really like some like the Christian rock and like heavy stuff. So that's kind of nice because it has that tempo. So it's like, I've got like this good fuel going into me, like mind, body, spirit, especially essentially. And when I like, I always have the best outcomes, the best workouts, the best everything when I can get, you know, all of those three facets all in line. Um, it doesn't happen every time because, you know, life's not predictable. Um, it works out. And that's when like, I'll be like mid run. And I just sort of have to have an internal dialogue with me and God. And I'm like, okay, I need to like change my mindset here and I need some help. So that's, I kind of, I kind of look at it from that perspective too. And I think when we, I mean, and this is why I love asking that question, because a lot of times it's the work that we put in beforehand. It's that that prep work, that fueling, right? When we think about how we care for ourselves, we can never get to that point of helping to care for others unless we take that intentional time to give ourselves what we need in that moment. And so the same thing applies for being active persons, being people of faith, all of these things is hearing especially those stories of what it looks like to balance all of those things. Like you talk about, um, and, and we see it when, when we're on the runs together, you know, everybody's got a water bottle, everybody's got snacks. I know when I got to take my kids for a walk, I feel like I'm bringing the house with me sometimes. Um, but the ways in which we prepare ourselves for, for things helps to go into that nature of thinking about how we care for others, because if we're not going to care for if we're not going to do that prep work to care for ourselves, then how can we ever expect to follow through on that prep work to care for others? And so when we think about that theology of self-care that we're building through this podcast of hearing those stories of what does it look like to fuel myself, whether I'm making sure I have the right nutrition, uh, whether I'm making sure I have the right resources when I'm going on runs, whether I make sure, you know, um, I have the right kids. I don't know. Like, I mean... <laughs> 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 oh. did i grab the right kid before i left the before i uh i left the trail that night no um, i definitely loaned out justice to thomas before because he was pushing the sandbag he's like can i push justice and i'm like sure yeah 
Thomas is, I mean, he is, he is something else. Just, I mean, he can push that stroller faster than almost anybody I know. I mean, oh that my is, gosh, I know. um, I, I've, I've got to see if I can get him on here at some point in time, but yeah. And, and it really, I mean, again, like it harkens back to, you know, community is one of those fueling things. Uh, it, it's played a huge role. It sounds like in your journey of getting you back, you know, you had Will who was there to tell you, Hey, it's not going so well for you doing it by yourself. Why don't you go run with like the people at running, et cetera, which is a, a running store that host group runs down here in uh, Hampton roads or, you know, uh, I, whoever invited you, I, was it Ryan that invited you to, to drive her? Um, or, or, well, we had saw the post and we were like, hold up. We know like over 50% of the people in that picture. We need to go to this. Uh, and then this lone random person who moved here in the middle of a pandemic to, to start it. And, um, and yeah, so it, it it goes to show that that even in that fueling work of fueling the community that's around you, right? And surrounding yourselves with people who care for you, people who love you, people who want to be with you, who want to see you grow as much as uh, you're trying to help them grow as well. Um, you know, it's so cool to see these maternal journeys that I've been highlighting in the podcast. Um, I mean, like I said, like I, there's so much wealth of information to learn in these kinds of journeys just because it adds a whole nother level to your life. You know, at least for me, when I became a father, it added a whole new level to my life. And even then from that, seeing the ways in which my wife has responded to being a mother, to caring for them, to, to you know, continuing, thank God, to care for me. Um, and then seeing other mother runners do it and the way you all push strollers. And so uh, one of the things I'm asking the, the mothers in this series is, what is the best part about pushing a stroller? Oh, aside from uh, getting to yell at the people who try to run at the front of the stroller rather than hang back and talk to you. Okay. So the best part, it's kind of multifaceted. So as a mom, you always like naturally worry about where your kids are and what they're doing. So when you have a stroller, you always know where your kid's at. If you're running a race, you don't have to look for them. Once you cross the finish line, they're just right there with you. They're a part of it. So that's kind of the beautiful thing is every time, like I do a race or whatever, the big joke is always like the two things I always hear is, oh, can I switch places with her and have you push me or justice beat you again? And I'm like, yeah, every time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, the best thing, I know this is going to sound so slick. I have everything right there. Like I have a console with my water, snacks, music, every, I don't have to hold anything. I'm just pushing it. Like I literally, like I joke, I'm like, I'm the Sherpa. If you guys want to take your shirt, like I'll run with friends and they'll like disrobe. And I'm like, just put your hat in here, put your shirt in here. Or they'll be like, can I put my keys in here? I'm like, sure. Just make sure you find me. <laughs> so you're not Sometimes, sometimes people forget they handed you their phone and you almost leave with it there's that because but i always have to do like my inventory of emptying <laughs> all the pockets so i'm good about that but i mean i mean the best part about pushing the stroller i think is like i really like the fact that you know my child is with me they're a part of what i'm doing so they're a part of this hobby or this lifestyle that I have. So it's not just, Oh, I'm going to leave you at home with a sitter or, you know, we're going to like, Will and I take turns. Sometimes we take turns or whatever, but oftentimes I'm just like, no, I just would rather just put her in. There's a lot of times I'd rather like, instead of go to the gym, I'm like, I asked justice. I'm like, do you want to go to the gym or do you want to go for a run and be in the stroller? And she was like, I want to go for the run and be in the stroller. And I'm like, sweet. Cause like, I haven't seen her all day. She's been at school and I miss her. And so it gives me the ability to get my workout in and still be able to spend time with my child because she'll talk to me while she's in the stroller or we'll, I'll be like, what do you want to listen to? And we'll sing songs together. Or, you know, like sometimes she'll bring a book and she'll like, you know, she'll pretend to read to me or, you know, it's, 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 it's nice because my kid is, my child is there and, and she's involved in what I'm doing and I get to interact with her and have her be a part of something that I love to do. 
and occasionally let her out to just sprint home. <laughs> well, and that's the beautiful part is like she's seeing like how active we are and what we do. Yeah. And it was a really cute story because I didn't even realize this was going on. But this Saturday, I was hosting a baby shower and Will had taken the kids to do a workout and go to the Momac trail cleanup and run. Well, he had parked at Momac and they were running to the YMCA, which is about two miles away. And apparently Justice ran the entire time from Momac to the Y. And she looks at her dad and goes, daddy, video me and show mommy. I'm running like mommy. I want you to video. And I'm like, oh my gosh. That is great. That that girl is so full of energy. <laughs> oh yeah. So let's let's head into these end of podcast questions as we wrap up our time here. So what is something okay. that you have done that makes you feel accomplished? So uh there's a few things and like I mean I can have the selfish self-centered answer but honestly like from a a mom standpoint a huge accomplishment is the fact like with Caden, my stepson, like he likes to go and work out with us now. And he'll tell his dad, I want to do a workout like I do with Carrie. And I'm just like, oh, he likes me and he likes doing my workout. <laughs> um, the, uh, the kind of self-centered accomplishment is, you know, it's always challenging to push a stroller. It's even more challenging to kind of compete with yourself and your own PRs and to be able to like be a former PR while pushing a stroller or, you know, be able to place, even if it's like placing in my age group while pushing a stroller, like it's a huge accomplishment. Like I never would have thought I'd be able to be as fast as I am. Um, which is kind of cool. Um, but also really just when justice wants to get out and run and, and be a part of something or like, we'll get close to the finish line. Any race we do, I always ask her, do you want to get out and run across the finish line with me? And sometimes she does. And sometimes she doesn't. And I love it when she does, because she's done just as much as work of work of the work as I have by sitting there that whole time while I'm pushing her. So that's a huge accomplishment. What is an upcoming goal that you have? So upcoming goal. I don't have any specific personal like me goals, but upcoming goals that I do have is being able to watch my kids flourish in these activities because of the you know what they see us do and you know watch them flourish with what they do and also want to be a part of the lifestyle that we have modeled for them aside from god who do you go to when life gets tough well definitely God, but aside, <laughs> aside from, because I know that's everybody's first answer. <laughs> it is. Um, so I have a few answers. So obviously I go to Will, my husband, um, with a lot of things. Um, if he's at work, sometimes he's not always able to talk. So I call my mom. My mom is probably like my speed dial person, but then I also have like, you know, Jessica Plummer, Ashley Dia is one of my really good friends. Um, Jessica Smith. She also lives like we call it our little like neighborhood triangle. We live within a mile of each other and we all run. So that's kind of nice. But then I also have two really good friends from college and the army. Um, I talk to on an app called Marco Polo every day. We um, video it's my friend Kim and my friend Emily. Um, we do a daily devotional. We all rotate and we are able to talk to each other, which is great. Like Kim's in Michigan and Emily is in Morocco, Africa right now. So it's really cool because like I can actually, you know, I can go to them and, and 
And I have people that are like-minded, they're active, but also faith-based. So they're Christian. So a lot of times, like if I'm having a hard time, I know I'm going to somebody who at least has the same mindset and morals and beliefs as I do. So I get, you know, good insight and good direction. And then what are other ways aside from physical activity that you practice self-care? You've talked about a couple today, but, but here at the end of the episode, let's recap them. <laughs> Recapping. Um, so obviously God, like I do devotionals. I read my Bible. Um, I pray a lot. I kind of try to, I've really, really over the past few years have dove deeper into my faith and realizing like the importance of that. So I definitely do a lot of self-care from that perspective. Um, I like to cook. So I cook a lot of times and I try to find like healthy alternatives or I will adapt a recipe to be a little bit healthier. Um, so that's kind of fun for me. Um, and sometimes like my self-care needs to be that I stop doing things and I just don't do. And that's the, probably the hardest thing is me just allowing myself, like the best self-care is when Will tells me I need to go upstairs and take a nap because <laughs> I don't, I don't do that very well. And I am the type of person where I need someone to tell me as if they were my parent to go and take a nap. And I always end up feeling better after I do that. So nap and a snack. Those are the, I think that, I think it's biblical that uh, a nap and a snack can cure things. Um, and sometimes beer. I mean, that's <laughs> <not>. <laughs> definitely, especially, uh, especially beer from Momac. <laughs> yes. Uh, that, that's our local brewery down here. They uh, help to sponsor our run club sponsor host, uh, just all sorts of things. Um, but yeah, well, what a what a great time we've had here today uh, in this episode, Carrie. I want to thank you so much for coming on, sharing your story. Uh, as I always say, you know, I share these stories so that others, maybe as they're listening, can hear something that may impact theirs. So, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Oh, wow. What a great way to finish this time of, of listening to and hearing from some of these strong mothers that we have in our active faith community as we are continuing to grow, as we are continuing to learn, as we are continuing to build this theology of self-care. Like I said when I started this series, I think this is such an important perspective for us to see. I think we can learn so much from these kinds of stories, and these stories offer so much insight as to how we are caring for ourselves. We have heard so many decisions distinct stories in this series and it has been so great to hear each and every one and especially hear from Carrie as we hear her journey not just in her journey in becoming a mother that is giving birth and, and, and recovering from that process but even in the process of getting married uh, and, and having a child join the family that way in that she is bringing on this whole new different meaning in life with with someone else and so we we saw the progression of her journey and what it was like to have to have Caden in the stroller and to to push Caden and to get a little bit more comfortable and to give birth to justice and to see justice grow up and to be right alongside with her I have had the opportunity to just see this family have so much fun have so much joy be be so great about the way that they share this journey with others I just had to have carry on and so I hope you got so much from her journey uh, Carrie's social media will be in the podcast notes so that you can see, maybe uh, connect with her if you have questions or anything for her. Uh, and, and don't forget, head on over to our active faith community on Facebook. That is a place, as always, that we, uh, I have set up and I have some friends there who help me moderate it, set up for support and encouragement as we are all on this active journey together. And really, when I say activity, I mean just about anything. I really want this to be a place of self-care, right? We have all kinds of conversations come forth in this community. It is not just for runners or, or even walkers or cyclists or anything. It is for all of us to come together together. 
to find ways to be active in our self-care? How do we make this jump to care about ourselves so that we can care for others? And so I hope that you will come and join us there. I hope that you will come and join on our Active Faith Facebook page and Instagram page. Join us there. Catch up on all the great things that the podcast is doing. Things that I'm doing personally, I'm, I, I occasionally post on there. And so I invite you to come over there. And then please, please help out this podcast. You know, I, uh, I'm self-supporting here, but I love it. I love when people help to support this podcast, whether it's by following or subscribing this podcast on your favorite platform, whatever you may be listening to this on. If you are coming to us on, on the website on activefaithpod.org, great, awesome. If you can subscribe or just make sure that you are knowing our episodes come out every Wednesday, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, that would just mean so much to me. It helps others see how much you're enjoying this podcast and maybe listen themselves and really just just the greatest thing that you could do is just share this. Like if you share it as an Instagram story or on your Facebook page, I will give you a shout out. I think last week we had like six or seven people. It was great. I just kept on getting them. So please let others know about the podcast so that we can share these stories with others. And now may God bless each of us and may we find ways to stay active in and for God's kingdom. Amen.